Welcome to Rough Drafts, how God writes his love in our stories, a podcast that explores the faith journeys of our friends and neighbors in Burns, Tennessee. Everyone has a story to tell. And in this podcast, we'll hear powerful and inspiring stories of how God works in the ordinary lives of people like you and me. Our stories are unfinished and perfectly imperfect. They're just rough drafts, a glimpse of what is to come because God is still at work, writing plot twists, introducing new characters, and bringing good even from the most challenging circumstances. Join us as we see what God is up to in our stories. Here's your host, Matthew Hyatt. Today's guest has so much energy that if we could bottle this episode, we could we could power the free world for a, another thousand years. You probably already know who it is based on his laugh, so I am entirely irrelevant in introducing him, but he is a soccer all-star. He is a sales home run. He is an incredible guy. I had the privilege of going to his first hockey game with him, and even though I've been to a dozen... I felt like an idiot sitting next to him because of the way that he loved the sport. Today's guest is the one, the only, the Archibald Maroa. Archie, welcome. Matthew, man, I, I just need to tell you next to me and introduce me to everyone. <laughs> really? I feel the uh, the opposite. I think you need to introduce me to everybody. Oh, man, I love it. Thanks a lot for having me. I'm so grateful that you're having this thing going on. It's a, it's, it's a good thing, uh, especially just to hear other people's journey. Yeah. Uh, it's really good. So thank you so much for all that you do, for being such a great leader in this city and around, and to every person you come in contact with. Well, so uh, thank you. No, thank you. Uh, Archie, how long have you been in Dixon? In Dixon, this is my ninth year. How is it possible that you already know all 50,000 people who live here? <laughs> because I have never met a person that does not know you. <laughs> and I'm really mad at Margaret Cole because she she's given you and me a job a few times. You and I have greeted people at the yes. doors of the CareNet banquet. Yes. And you want to talk about feeling useless in standing at the door no. next to Archie because uh, Archie is singing songs to people. He's dancing, oh, he's greeting 500 people by name. I know four of them. <laughs> you, know, you are you are so good. And I just, I wanted, I know you've got a cool story. Uh, you haven't been in Dixon that long. You've you've taken a winding path. So Archie, what's, what's your God story? Well, thanks for asking and Thanks for the compliment and kind words again. Um, I just feel good to be around you right now. Um, it's one of those things that when you make time to reflect, make time, quality and quantity time uh, to, to to know who you are, then so many things start to connect. For me, it started with an incredible, amazing, loving, caring, ferocious, humble woman named Apollonia Maroa, and that's my na- that's my mom with a capital M too, mm-hmm. mother. She she's the one that really planted that seed in me and my siblings. And the way she depends on God the way she celebrates God, the way she obeys God, mm. the way she trusts God. It made me want to be part of God and get to know who he really is. 
and have a relationship with them. So it's one of those things that we are all in this lifetime. We have someone somewhere we have planted the seed and we are fortunate enough to reflect and know what that is. And for me, it's my mom. And um, ever since she planted that seed, I've really just made it my own. And thankfully, she planted that seed again for me, understanding that it's about a relationship with God, not so many rigids, uh, checkbox, check marks. But, oh, I've gone to church. I've given my offering. No, it's the relationship. And uh, the fact that she lived it yeah, and not preached on it as much made me want to have that incredible relationship with him. So, yeah, I am. Um, and uh, having this awesome conversation with you. I would like to know your mother. She sounds like an incredible person. She is. She is. She's one of those ladies that <clears throat> so many people who have got that experience to be around her if came out much better for the most part because she's all about living for God, not preaching mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. for God. So the way she lives truly attracts people because it's God in her that's pulling people. Yes. Not so much her words. Right. But her actions towards God and uh, the way that she doesn't have any any barriers about, okay, where are you from? Um, no, it's just like, oh, <laughs> come here, you know, so. You know, it reminds me of what Paul told Timothy about the sincere faith that was in Eunice and Lois, his, his grandmother and mother, you know, that faith that was passed down from generation to generation. Uh, your faith has moved from one continent to another, too. Yes. <laughs> so uh, tell us where you were and what that was like and how you came to be here and what that's been like. Well, cultures are different. I mean, it even starts with family cultures. Your family culture is different from my family culture. And that on its own, even if you attend the same church, you tend to realize that there are small cultures within because they are bonded on from families. So when you take the aspect that I'm from Zimbabwe, I came to the United States, back in August of 2008 to go to Fred Hartman University for college, that on its own was just a culture shock. Okay. A what, culture shock. What's an example of that culture shock? What just kind of made you go, whoa, this is different? Well, first and foremost, I thought once, once I got out of the plane, I thought I was getting sick <laughs> or I was having a fever or something yeah. because I had never experienced humidity. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that on its own slept me, you know, and I was like, what? (laughs) What's going on, you know? Long story short, you know, I ended up learning about this thing called humidity that you have here. Yeah, it's kind of Back home is dry heat. Right. So in terms of 
you know, culture, of course, different. But what, what was, you know, what was most culture shock is in college, you have so many people from different walks of life. So it's not like you're moving in into uh, a community where people are already established and they know who they are. No, it's a bunch of students who are trying to figure out who they are. Yeah. So that on its own, it's a culture shock because everyone is striving to figure out who they are and who they're going to be. So when you throw in into the mixture new doctrines that you've never heard of, because I had never heard of Church of Christ, <laughs> yeah, never in my life. And then you're getting to know this uh, uh, new dimension of uh, other Christians, you know, and not putting labels on anyone, but, you know, Church of Christ, Baptist, all of that, you know, because uh, where I'm from, it's uh, mainly Catholic. Um, and that was the church mom took us within walking distance. So that was great because she honed on to a relationship with God. Not so much this church is right, this church is wrong. No, just no, I, there's a God and depend on him. I and appreciate follow anyone him. who points me to God. So, yes, know. yeah. So what, what made it very interesting and what I find out too, Matthew, is that my friends and I in college, we're discussing this in the dorm some other time, and we noticed that even within the churches of Christ or the Baptists, they, there's always something going on about wanting to be, oh, ours does the right thing, oh, ours. So as an outsider coming in, you know, we saw it, and, and that can also be a huge culture shock mm. because in most other places, you don't see uh, a small church here, small church here, small church here, small church here. And I'll speak for, you know, for Zimbabwe and all that. You know, it's 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 within a quite good radius. Yeah. Not just within points, especially if you call yourselves, you are under the same umbrella, let's say the Churches of Christ or the right. Baptists. You don't see so many small churches of Christ within and two or three miles and... That on its own, it's a huge culture shock. And then you're trying to figure out this thing called life, and you're like, why, why, why? And then you start to learn that the reason there's 33 churches of Christ in Dixon County is because half of them couldn't get along with each other. And it just makes you go, what are you doing? Why? Yeah. And that's even forgetting the other groups. Yes. You know, what would it look like if we all got together and did good for the name of Jesus? My yes. goodness. Yeah. You know? We changed the world, Archie. Yeah. And that's that's something to I've been really praying for personally on my prayer list is that we all come together. It's not about wanting to prove something about oh we do it right here. You guys don't do it right. <laughs> you guys and when you have people who are just yearning for a relationship with God, that is so confusing. Yes. And that 
there are so many opportunities that are being missed there because of wanting to just be right. <laughs> yeah. And it, it gets so complicated. Yes. And you come to church to find, you come to church wanting to know God and what you come and find is an argument or, or a debate or a we're right and they're wrong or we're wrong and they're, it, you don't get what you came for. Yes. So the humidity surprised you. Yes. The number of churches and all of the church fighting surprised you. Yes. What else, what else was different? Um, great question, great question. It's just personal-wise, this, this country is pretty awesome. Yeah. Matthew... I never knew that education was free until I came here. Mm. And that even gets better. Yeah. The bus will pick you up. <laughs> so that's not how it is in Zimbabwe. No. So, no, you pay for education. And, and, and if you don't have food, you stay home. Yeah. Help, help us who have grown up here and are just entirely blind to how good we have it. Help help us see um, what we're taking for granted. Yeah. So, great, great question again, Matthew. So, what I've noticed is that we all have that. I took for granted the beautiful weather we have back in Zimbabwe. I think the beauty is when we all create room to see each other as we are and as how God created us. And we invite those individuals to say, tell me about you. Yeah. And we also have this room in our heart and the energy and the right energy too. Because that's important, the right energy to create that sense of welcoming to that person yeah. to understand about each other we will be wowed. So here in America, what I've noticed is that it's okay that some people are not aware. It's okay because they haven't been exposed to other cultures. They haven't been exposed outside of their family, out of sight of their community. It's okay. It's life. It happens like that. However, if if I can just say some few things is it's incredible here in this country. It's really incredible. I know so many times people are pushing in agendas for politics. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Democrat, Republican, you name it, whatever the case may be. Yeah. But if you slow down and realize that, wow, a kid can actually go to school here and not have to pay for education, and the boss picks you up, and that the majority of people can afford monthly groceries, Oh, you can go for vacation. It's pretty awesome. It really it's is. it's pretty awesome. But then also, I, I I didn't stop there. You know, there's so many things I've learned here as well that you guys do so well that we don't do so well back home. You know, like how parents are involved in kids' extracurricular activities, going and supporting them at the ball games at you know, just seeing your parent being present, there's something it does to you, especially when you're growing up. So, uh, yeah, here you have it good. 
You have it really good. But what what does Zimbabwe have that's really good? Values. That's important. Yes. I love the aspect that most places you go, even people were dealing in with struggles. I mean, I've, I've seen a situation where person from your community, you know, they're a thief. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they live, survive. They go downtown and steal things. Yeah. You will see them in a public transport, in a public bus, get up and give an elderly a seat. <laughs> yeah. They steal this onus about, oh, that's my elder. Um, I don't speak back. Even if you know that, majority know what type of lifestyle they are living in yeah. they still that sense of great values that we do have even people who do not go to church right they encourage you and thank you for doing it mm. so there's this onus that most people realize and recognize that there's something bigger and greater yeah because sometimes too the more you get to know individuals. Uh, I think that what happens when you have so many of your basic needs taken care of. Your mind roams and you start thinking so many things where you get bigger in your mind and you start acting like you're God. Even though when you do not say it, yeah, the way you act, the way you're treating your wife, the way you're treating your kids, uh, the way you're treating your husband, it's almost yeah. like, you know. But when you don't have those basic necessities, I've noticed that your mindset is working hard to find it and your mind doesn't roam. It it kind of prioritizes things. If you're, if you're worried about where the next meal comes from, you're not going to spend all your time gossiping about somebody. No. And you don't focus as much as in, as I've had here, keeping up with the Jonas. Uh, yeah, the, the Joneses. Joneses. Yeah, sorry. No, yeah, you're good. You're keeping good. up with the Joneses, right? Okay, this is this is totally <laughs> off topic. How many languages do you speak? Oh, gosh. I'm really good at, I guess, two, but kind of okay at four. So. And those are? So... I've got to learn uh, Swahili, uh, Debele. So in Zimbabwe, we speak, we mainly speak Shona, and that's what I'm really good at. Uh, and then I'm okay in English. <laughs> You're very good in English. <laughs> You're better than so, Dixon County at English. Yeah, and then also in Zimbabwe, we speak Debele. Uh, so Debele, Debele overlaps too with Zulu. Uh, so there's Debele, Zulu, Shona, uh, and then, of course, English and a little bit of Swahili. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, you know, you talk about a, a cultural difference. You know, most Americans barely speak English, and here you are conversant in four. You know, that's something. It's funny just how different um, our training is, our, our expectations, you know. Uh, when you were describing coming to college— you know, you talked about all of these people who came to one place trying to figure out who they are. Yes. That's kind of 
our nation, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's still still sort of what we're doing, except somewhere along the way, we, we quit trying to figure out who we are and we started fighting with each other to figure out who we are. We, mm-hmm. you know, you know. Great observation. You, you turn on the TV and it's just this knockdown drag out. Why do you think it's that way? I don't know. I am supposed to ask the questions, you know. I I don't know, but we have we have lost track there. Um, we have we have lost those values that you have talked about of of neighbor and friend and respect and honor and dignity. You know, it used to be that if the person in the White House you disagreed with, you you had some respect for the office, mm. uh, even if you didn't respect the character or the policy or the decision. Yes, you know, the person is worthy of respect, but yeah. That that died, and I wish I knew. I kind of blame cable TV news. <laughs> I know that's not fair, but uh, social media hasn't helped. Yes. Everybody has an opinion, and everybody thinks everyone else wants to hear their opinion. I, I don't know. I don't know. So how did you end up at Freed Hardeman? Because I'm just going to say, I, I feel like Chester County, Tennessee, is not exactly the New York, New York that a kid growing up in Zimbabwe has heard of his whole life, you know? No, no. so the short version is God, that's how it works. And the little bit longer version is that I got a full soccer scholarship oh, cool. to go to Fred Hartman and ended up studying finance and MBA. It's a great, great experience. I loved it. Loved it there. Um, what position did you play? So I'm one of those people that have played. Um, it's, it's called a utility player. I've played almost every position, but if freed, I played defense, um, and it was it was great. I was honored to be the captain there for three years. Um, you were captain for three years. Yes, so you sir. became the captain your sophomore year. Yes, sir. that's right unheard of. Up, right after my freshman <laughs> year, so it was, it was really humbling and honoring, and um, really enjoyed it. Uh, so that's how I got to uh, find out about Freed and hear about Freed, and then um, I'm, I'm glad I went to Freed because uh, I grew spiritually. Um, something I've noticed is that. Uh, no matter how much chaos and noise you have out there, when you truly see God, you will find him. And and he always have his arms open wide. And he'll always put the right people in your place in the right moments to encourage you to keep pushing, uh, to keep thriving. Um, because, you know, it's, it's yeah, yeah. You know, you talked about earlier on about culture shock, right? And Christianity and all that. It's something when you've never heard of something and now you're hearing this something for the first time mm. in your life. Your friends who are introducing you to it, the energy doesn't show as if they have the greatest thing ever, you know? They invite you to church. They're on their cell phones. The entire time. They are half asleep. Yeah. They are barely singing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the crap? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want this God, you know, that you like introducing me to. But that doesn't mean that yeah. that's the right thing. That doesn't mean that, you know, they're pointing you in the right direction. Yeah. But that's where you find this 
idea of, okay, what does it mean to be open-minded? Open-mindedness, it's, you know, you sit down with someone you do not agree with, but you let the best decision win, not the best argument. Yeah. So uh, I had to, I had to deal with that myself. Yeah. And question what what has being brought, and that's what challenged me to open that incredible book, the whole book, <laughs> all of it. I read it myself. I studied it myself. And where I had questions, I'll go ask, you know, Dr. Sammy Jones, um, you know, yeah, Dr. Roy Sharp. What a good man. And, and, you know, so, um, but that's, that's what you end up doing. You just go in and dig in and, and God will make a way. Well, I've, I've noticed the same thing you have. If we claim to have greatest gift the world has ever known. Mm -hmm. Why is it that when we come together on Sundays to celebrate that gift, yes. does it so often feel like a funeral? <laughs> you know, while does it so often look like we're inmates performing yes. community service? <laughs> and, and I'm, I love the way you put it. I've never been had to put it that way. Only meant you can put it that way. <laughs> I hope that's not too disrespectful, <laughs> but you know, you go to a lot of churches and they feel almost exactly like a funeral home. Yeah. You know, everybody's sort of somber. And the prayers are, dear God, please let us get through this with the sick. There is no energy. And if what we're doing is what we say we're doing and the spirit of God is alive and well in this place, mm -hmm. the room ought to be electric. Absolutely. Like Absolutely. The greatest concert, the greatest lecture, the greatest service, the greatest. I, it yeah. ought to be alive. Yes. But the fact that churches are, are seemingly dead, I wish I understood why that is. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if some of it's we've just... We've done it so long, we take it for granted. I don't know if it's tradition or some weird culture thing that has grown in churches that, you know, well, we don't show emotion like those people do. Yes. You know, I, I know I know there's a lot of pieces, but I wish I understood what one piece we could do to, to let people actually let go and get in. Absolutely. I, I love that. I love that you brought that up. I, I, I do, because... It's one of those things, I think part of it, Matthew, uh, is that when you know that without him, I'm nothing. Without him, I'm lost. Without him, I don't have food that I have in the house. Without him, I don't have a shelter. Without him, I'm lost. Without him, I don't have peace. You will trust him. Yeah. You will yearn for him. And you don't care what this person will say to you, what this person will do to you. You don't even care because you know where your value is from and where your source of life is from. You will do what David did, where he danced, and so many people got confused. Like, but he didn't care. Yeah, he danced because he was within. Yeah, he was within. The church I grew up was a great church, and I love it. And I mean no disrespect here, but there was we did not show emotion. Mm. We were trained not to. You know, um, 
the only emotion that ever was shown was occasionally somebody would say, hey, man, you know, there was kind of, and there's even a way you said it, it was, hey, man, yeah. you know, it, it, it was just, <laughs> and usually when somebody said, amen, it was yeah. when the preacher made a point about somebody somewhere who was doing something wrong. Yeah. It was, this thing's a sin and it's bad. Amen. Yes. You know, the people of this church are wrong. Amen. Yes. It was not, Jesus has <laughs> risen from the dead. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, it was not, we have been set free. We have been sanctified. We yes. have been redeemed. And again, I'm not throwing stones here, yeah. but we've got to do something different here. I love it. Uh, we've got to. And that's great wisdom too, coming from you, Matthew, which I love. When did you get to the point where you see it as trained? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's funny. Um, I, I sat under some great preachers. I don't know if these names mean anything to you. Tom Holland preached when I was young. Then Dan Winkler followed him. And I love those men. Uh, and then Bill Watkins came. Yes. Um, and Bill Watkins was the first person I knew that showed emotion in church. Mm. Uh, and Bill, Bill was preaching one Mother's Day. And I'd tell you the sermon, except then you guys would find out that I ripped off that sermon years ago. So <laughs> I gave him credit that Sunday, but nobody remembers that. Um, Bill preached a sermon on Mother's Day where he used the little kid's book, I'll Love You Forever, I'll Like You For Always. Wow. And he told that story and he sang that little song. Yeah. Uh, and it's really a book that's about the unending love that a parent has for a child. Yeah. And the, the analog to God's unending love for his children is just, I looked around and the church was full of people crying. I had sat in funerals in that church and not wow. seen that many people wow. cry. Wow. And wow. I remember thinking, my first thought, Archie, is what sort of witchcraft is this? <laughs> <laughs> but my second thought was he just accessed an entire part of me yes. that has never been open to my My religion was all in my head. Yes. It was not in my heart. Yeah. And that day he started to open my heart to yes. what my head knew. Wow. Um, and so that that was kind of an open door. I'm still working on it because that's powerful. Um, that's she, powerful. You, know, you by nature are a lot more expressive than I am. Mm. Um, yeah. Like my nature is, I'd I'd kind of like to just sort of sit quietly and nod. You know that that's yeah. sort of the way I'm. I grew up. But well, well, it's one of those things too that Matthew. Um, you know, the moment you get your freedom from God. You don't care. Yeah. You you quit caring about what others think. No. Because you know what God Yes. Thinks. Yes. Yeah. You stop fearing people. You start fearing God. One time I was about to, to write something that was fairly controversial. And I asked Leslie. And I said, you know, who knows how this stuff goes? You know, people get mad. People get fired for stuff like this. And she said, the people that you care about will be with you. Mm. The people that you don't care about aren't going to like it. Mm. So why do you care? I thought, uh, oh my goodness. I like Leslie. She's so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's something about you soccer players. You know? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh man, um, it's awesome. That's great advice from Leslie. I love it. Okay, so let's talk about the next thing. Let's talk about DeAndre. Yes. What's, what's y'all's story? How'd y'all get together? Well, again, Fred... Uh, we met in college. Find a husband university strike. Yes, again. yes, yes. Well, yeah. Um, I remember I, m- I met it in one of our algebra class, and it's pretty awesome. The one good thing that came from math class. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, 
I have a story actually to tell about that. Um, I always get on. I always get on the actor, but it's so I told my ACL, my freshman year, and so I was recovering and I missed some classes. She helped me catch up, huh? In our med class, yeah. However, she ended up getting a B and I got an A. <laughs> <laughs> so you surpassed your teacher, is what you're telling me. Yeah, so. <laughs> Uh, I like to make final fail with that. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to say, when yeah. she stands up on a stage and sings, yeah. people come. You know, yes. so, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. She still got you there. Yes, she still got me there. But I remember when we met, though, um, something that stood out to me the most was just, um, you know, so the way I was raised in my culture, you know, get to class. Yeah. If the class starts at 8, you get the 7.45. Well, Deandra walks in, uh, and I remember it was uh, Tuesday, Thursday class, and she walked in, I think, 10 minutes after the class started. (laughs) And I'm still fresh from Africa. I was like, who does she think she is? That's what I said in my heart, right? I didn't say it out loud. But then deep down, I was like, Oh boy, I'm glad she's late. <laughs> that girl is beautiful, you know. <laughs> and her eyes just, oh man, her eyes just struck me, you know. Um, it almost paralyzed me of sitting on that chair. Well, you know, we ended up running into each other and and then I just loved the fact that how deep she was and how she had a relationship with God, and it was hers, not her parents, not her grandparents. She was already there where she had her own personal relationship with God, which was so huge for me. And we grew deeper together for the whole semester. And then after that, we started dating, and then we got engaged after you know, after college, and we are married now. We've been married. It'll be four years, uh, June 1st. Happy anniversary. Uh, thank you. Uh, I love it, and I love doing life with her. She's she's pretty cool. She's pretty awesome. Yes, she um, is. And, uh, and just see her becoming the woman she's striving to be. And um, DeAndre is this incredible hot with her about people. She loves people. She loves people, especially people who overlooked. Oh my gosh, yeah. You know, and yeah, so she's pretty awesome, the way I feel around her. And um, and just doing life with her, it's, it's pretty fun. Man, she's she's a wonderful person. Yeah, and very talented. Absolutely. And very beautiful. <laughs> well, if I say that, I could get in trouble. Yeah. So you, 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 you have to say that. No, yeah, I'm allowed to. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so I just have to nod and agree with you. Yeah. Uh, but she is just a wonderful, yeah. wonderful spirit. Thank you. An absolutely wonderful Thank spirit. You. This question may be a little sensitive, and I'm, I'm just curious your perspective. Going from Africa to West Tennessee, mm-hmm. um, you know, racial tensions are still alive and well in a lot of places. 
Um, have you experienced, um, you know, there, there are not a lot of black people in Dixon County, mm-hmm. you know, um, you stand out. Yeah. Um, what has that been like? Have you had to navigate anything in that world? Yeah, I have. I, I, I've navigated around that. And thankfully, I have an incredible mom again. Mm-hmm. I told me the values of loving the person, no matter what they look like, no matter where they're from. And one of the greatest gifts mom passed me was never to retaliate, but to show more love. Uh, I have had individuals who will never use their names yeah. uh, who came to me and said, you know, um, you've helped me, you've helped change me. And, um, you know, some, you know, said some very interesting comments. Um, and, you know, it hurts, but you just have to keep pushing and keep living and um, and focus on God. Because the, the thing is, <clears throat> for me, um, <laughs> we are all yearning for something, be it peace, right? Yeah. And love, whatever that is. You, you can fill in the blanks for you. When people haven't found God, they act like that. Mm-hmm. And it's an opportunity. Absolutely. It's an opportunity. But it's an opportunity that can that can help be solved if we choose God. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see it too. Um, in the Bible, it's it's been ongoing, right? It's forever, forever. But that's what happens when human want to be in control, want to be in charge, yeah. want to be above someone. So, um, what has that looked like when you have experienced it? How, what versions of prejudice have you run into? Well, I, I, I've had. Uh, I've had a comment, you know, uh, two comments in Freed that I remember specifically. Um, and it was with some older folks uh, that I ran into. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was interesting. But then fast forward until... Um, they're starting to know who I truly am and that I'm yearning for God. Uh, it broke them, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really broke them because um, uh, two of the individuals, they were going in a church, you know, the, the, in a church. Yeah. And, um, it said some ignorant things, which they knew they said. Yeah. Um, and then it caught up with them. Yeah. When they realized, wow, you know, um, because most of the times when people say some of those things, it's it's just pain. Yeah. And they haven't got to know who they really are yet. They think they do know who they are. Yeah. But they don't. And it's funny that thinking that they know who they are, mm-hmm. 
is the thing that gets in the way of growth. Yeah. The moment they realize that they don't, that's when great growth happens. But Absolutely. The longer we hold up that, I've got this figured out. I know what those people are like. Yes. You know, it's just, but once that goes away, yeah, you can see people for who they are. Yeah. And one of the, and then something I've done too is approach individuals and say, hey, I really want to get to know you. You never ever go wrong with kindness. When you have God first, you will even give you ways and approaches to tackle it. Yeah. And let it be a mission trip or a mission. Yeah. To help with something. Absolutely. But when you try to fight in the way that you personally want to win, um, yeah. Yeah. But when you put God first, you know, and then also you tend to realize that there are more nice people out there than there are feel, right? <laughs> so yes. that on its own, it's a celebration that even if you have one or two or three ignorant people, you know, that still is not as many as, you know, a thousand that are pulling in for you and truly supporting you. The vast, vast majority of people are pretty good most of the time. Yes. You know, you watch the news and you think the world's full of murderers. Yes. No, it's no. not. Yeah, there's one in every city. Yeah. But there's 50,000 A lot of this people are doing good, yeah. but it's not being... That's why I love to celebrate those people. That's mm -hmm. why, you know, I like to randomly take someone and say, hey, you're doing good. Yeah. Hey, I'm cheering you on. Hey, thank you for... Help. You know, just those random texts, those random calls, because... Yeah. Uh, we also need to remind each other and celebrate those who are doing well because it's important. Um, you are in ministry. You will know this more too. That's why it's important uh, to keep telling our spouses how we love them, how we truly appreciate them. Yes. Because uh, if they're doing right, if they're doing good, then it's, it's a good thing. Absolutely. I mean, you build up your spouse you receive a gift. You're yeah. with somebody that's built up. You yeah. Know? You tear down your spouse. You are living with someone who's torn down, which sounds like more fun. Yeah. You know, do you, do you want to live with a broken person or a yeah. built up person? Yeah. It's, it's not rocket surgery. Yeah. You know, it's pretty, pretty simple. Yeah. How has your faith changed over the years, Archie? It's growing. It's constantly growing because I'm still making time for God every morning. Uh, I feel naked if I don't start my day without opening the Bible, without studying, I feel naked. I feel naked. I feel vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> I feel so vulnerable, like, oh my gosh, I'm not equipped for the day. Yeah. And the more I keep doing that, the more I realize I have a lot to learn. And mm. God keeps wowing me. And it's incredible. It's a beautiful journey. It's it's constant. I, I yearn for him. I, yeah, I'll, I'll say it out loud. I'm, I'm one of those who start with the Bible, who start with kneeling yeah. down. Yeah, I'm not yeah. praying and you know laying in bed like thinking, guy. I mean, no, I. It's it's what's happening behind the doors there. Yeah, I, I, I hit those knees, brother. Hey, I hit those knees. <laughs> in that the is morning. a great thing to do. <laughs> That is, this Sunday there was somebody at church who um, I noticed that when we prayed she she actually got on the floor and knelt 
mm-hmm. which, you know, not a lot of people here do real often, but yeah. it was just one of those moments. It moved me and I was grateful that she was visiting with us this day, just as a reminder of, mm-hmm. hey, get on your knees. You know, yes. you can do this. Yes. You can do this. Yes. Archie, is there a story you wish you'd gotten a chance to tell that I didn't ask you about? You got a favorite story you want to tell me? Oh, man. Uh, oh, gosh. You, you just got me off guard. I know. That's a terrible question. Well, um, gosh. There's a lot, but I'll just share this one with you. Okay. I was at Fred, and I remember I drank Mountain Dew <laughs> for dinner, and it was my first time to struggle to go to sleep. <laughs> and I was accustomed to be in bed by eight thirty nine p.m. in bed, and I couldn't figure out why. Oh, how funny! And my dumb mom. You know, they are good. They are moms. They know. Yep. Started asking questions. And that's how I find out from Mama C that Mountain Dew has coffee. Yes, it does. <laughs> and a lot of and, it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And um, that's my Mountain Dew story right there. <laughs> yeah. I remember struggling to sleep. And, <laughs> uh, and it was the time in almost, you know, uh, Cause I came to free when I was 21. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what? I never have a hard time sleeping. What's yeah. going on? What's the deal? Well, Mountain Dew did it. Yeah. That will do it. <laughs> that will do it. Archie, man, I have enjoyed our time together. So thank, much. You. Uh, thank you. Thank truly you. Truly honored. Well, thank you for sharing your stories. And more than that, thank you for being you and for uh, the work that God is doing in you. Yeah. Can I ask you a favor? Would, would you, would you pray for us and pray for our listeners? Would, would that be okay? Thanks. I'll be honored to. Yeah. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your providence that brought us together. Thank you for what Matthew um, and Leslie are doing, uh, especially with this uh, podcast, Lord. Um, May so many people we have already said on this chair and those who are to come uh, keep sharing your light to the people. Uh, Lord, we are nothing and useless without you. and we pray for all the listeners uh, today. Uh, we pray for their dreams and we pray for their fears, Lord. Uh, no weapon formed against them shall prosper, Lord, because we have you uh, and that's refreshing. Lord, may we truly depend and trust in you. Uh, please uh, defeat us on things uh, that do not draw us close to you. Uh, as James 4 eight says, uh, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. We draw near to you, Lord. You're mighty, you're powerful. May what we think, say, and do be pleasing and honoring to you. We bring all these things to you through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Archie, thanks again for your time. And friends, thank you so much for listening to us today. And I hope that you'll share this with someone who needs a little extra blessing in their life today. Uh, And until the next time we're together, I can't wait to hear what God is up to in your story. Thanks for listening to Rough Drafts. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, help us spread the word by leaving a rating and review. Until next time, let's keep looking for how God writes his love into our stories.